1: is Neil Curran. I'm a former Catholic. I grew up in the Roman Catholic Church in uh, Holyoke, Massachusetts. Uh, very Irish Catholic community. Uh, it's called Little Kerry uh, because most of the inhabitants trace their roots to Kerry, County Kerry in Ireland. And so I was really much in, immersed in a totally Catholic community. And I uh, don't think I knew a Protestant, uh, or certainly an evangelical, until long after I would left Holyoke. Uh, somewhere in my college years, uh, I drifted away from the church. As a matter of fact, I can remember a particular Easter weekend coming up, and as you know, uh, Catholic teaching is is that you must make your Easter duty. You must go to confession and uh, at least once in a year, and uh, to receive communion on Easter Sunday, and you have to do that. And uh, I remember coming up on a. Easter weekend, and I had been to communion every Sunday for five years. I was coming up on this one particular Easter that I had to go to confession on Saturday because it had been a year. I had not committed any mortal sins, Uh, and yet if I didn't go to confession on Saturday, I couldn't receive communion on Sunday, and therefore if I died on Monday, I'd be going to hell. And I said, I can't believe that God is really that capricious. If he is, who needs him? And so I said, I don't believe that anymore, but those are the rules of the church. And uh, I'll honor that. And, and I just sort of walked away from the church at that time and uh, said, I can't believe God is really like that. Unfortunately, I didn't find biblical Christianity. I drifted for 20 years into and, and myself and to humanism and to the world around me and made my career. and. Uh, God reached down to me about 20 years later through a a struggling marriage relationship. Uh, And uh, I came to know the truth uh, about 20 years later, found Christ and trusted him and him alone. Uh, Well, I used to be in the advertising and uh, public relations business, and uh, in New Orleans mostly, and also in New York. But uh, uh, when my youngest child, my son graduated from uh, college, my wife and I said oh we're free and we can do what we'd like to do and uh, we uh, closed our business and sold our home in New Orleans and moved to Dallas so I could go to Dallas Seminary and uh, did that seven years ago and uh, graduated from seminary and the past few years I've been a pastor in the Louisville Texas area at Crossroads Bible Church well I think the main point and I, I I talk about it a lot in a booklet that I wrote for Catholics called Biblical Christianity for Catholics. Um, in that book I talk about, I think the main problem is is that Roman Catholicism adds something to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And uh, when you add something to a basic ingredient, you're really changing it and you're getting a different gospel. Um, <clears throat> Have you ever gotten a Coca-Cola at McDonald's or Burger King during the summer you know, and it's packed with ice and, and you, you get it at the window and you take a drink and it feels refreshing. It's the real thing and you, you really enjoy it. When you drive around town and you've got some errands to run and you leave the Coke sitting in your car while you're running in and out of appointments and things and about an hour and a half later, you uh, go to take a drink of it and it tastes awful. Well, what's happened? The ice is melted and diluted, the coca-cola. So you no longer have the real thing. You have a, a tasteless imitation that no longer satisfies. And when you add something to the gospel of Jesus Christ, works, going to church, all of these rituals and things that you need to do to gain salvation, you lose the very thing you're looking for. And it doesn't satisfy, and it doesn't save. 1 uh, Corinthians uh, chapter 15 Paul explains the gospel in the most succinct way that uh, he could uh, and he says that the gospel by which we are saved is that according to the scriptures Jesus Christ died for our sins and was buried and that uh, he rose from the dead and was seen by many witnesses so the gospel is that Jesus Christ who is God fully God and fully man, according to the scriptures, that predicted all of what would happen in the future in his life, that he fulfilled all of those prophecies. But Jesus Christ died for our sins and rose from the dead. Now, the big catch is died for our sins. What does the word for mean? When I was a Catholic I used to think that he died because of my sins, that somehow or another my sins had killed him. It made me feel guilty. In I didn't like feeling guilty, and, and uh, so I did reject, walked away from that. But that's not really what the word for means there. Uh, the Greek hooper means that he died in our place. He died taking our place on the cross. That I'm the one who deserved to die on the cross, and Jesus took my place there. He died for my sins. He died in my place. It's a big difference. Uh, that's the gospel. And when I believe that, when I put my faith in Christ, when I trust him, who he is and what he did for me, then I am justified in God's sight and I am right with him and I have received the free gift of heaven when I place my trust in Jesus. Well, we have a Bible that predates the the Roman Catholic Church. I think historically one of the things that uh, I had learned as a Roman Catholic was that the Roman Catholic Church has always been and always was the same. Well, that's simply not historically true. Uh, what we now know is the Roman Catholic Church didn't become the Roman Catholic Church until somewhere after the seven, eight uh, in the Middle Ages, uh, when the educational system of the known world retreated to monasteries as the barbarians sort of invaded Europe and higher learning uh, just went took a downhill turn and uh, the educated people were those left in the monasteries but prior to that people read uh, they read the Bible they learned from it we look at Acts the book of Acts and look at the first century church it is nothing like the Roman Catholic Church Um, I think uh, You know, there are many, many ways to look at Scripture and the authority of Scripture, but um, if you and I are sitting in a room with about 20 people and I tell you, you're sitting next to me and I tell you a story and you whisper it to the person next to you and it goes all the way around the room, by the time the story gets back to me, it's going to be a completely different story. It's going to have all sorts of embellishments and there'll be things missing and there'll be things added. Try it. In any gathering of people, ten people or more, try and tell that. Well, that's the tradition of men. I mean, if you're if you're relying on that for your authority, who knows where it is? It's all over the place. But we have the written word of God that has been supernaturally preserved by God Himself. Uh, it, the Bible is the most reliable book of antiquity. It was totally written. The entire New Testament was written within a hundred years of the death of Christ. It was completed around 96. Uh, A.D. Of course, the Old Testament was completed about 400 years before Christ. Uh, we have copies that they found of the, in the Dead Sea Scrolls um, of the Old Testament. that are exactly word for word what we have today in the in in the Hebrew that they found in jars that are 2,000 years old, and so. It has been faithfully preserved by God and faithfully translated by people for thousands of years. And the New Testament is true also. uh, We have books, actual copies of the New Testament, parts of it, that go back to within 100 years of the actual writing of the New Testament. And uh, no other book of antiquity uh, has that. And some people actually question whether the Bible is reliable. And yet the same people totally believe Aristotle, we don't have anything within a 1,000 years of Aristotle, of an actual copy of something he wrote. And yet we believe Aristotle, we believe uh, Julius Caesar's writing. and We don't have anything within 1,000 or, or 1,500 years of the actual times that they were first written. Yet in the Bible, we have much more reliable sources. We have thousands and thousands of manuscripts that date from the first few centuries. Okay, well, The great church controversy in the 5th and 6th centuries were between a saint of the church we call St. Augustine, Augustine or St. Augustine, uh, who was the bishop of Hippo in North Africa. Um, Augustine had a very high view of sin and and a low view of man, I think a biblical view that all men are sinners uh... we've all sinned and fall short of the glory of god as romans teaches us uh, and he he believed that and taught that uh, pelagius who was a monk uh, from england initially uh... but he taught that uh, man had a spark of goodness in him and uh, that spark of goodness just needed to be fanned by god so that we could merit salvation uh, the church at a council in France at the Council of Orange at 700 uh, AD condemned Pelagius and totally embraced everything that Augustine taught. Within 300 years the church had quietly reversed itself and uh, basically became Pelagian in its teachings. Uh, don't know why but it did. When you look back at what Augustine uh, taught and what the Hulk what the Catholic Roman Catholic Church now teaches. They're really radically different in many areas. For instance, Augustine believed that the, the Eucharist or the sacrament of the Lord's Supper wasn't really a sacrament. He believed that it was a memorial in memory. The blood and the, and the, and the bread, um, and the wine and the bread of the Lord's table were really a memorial to remember what Christ did for us. Uh, where it became a sacrament, an actual the supposed body and blood of Jesus Christ himself would have horrified St. Augustine. He just didn't believe that. Uh, there are ways to look theologically. Uh, there are ways to look at it that uh, we've talked about some of those things. Um, I believe Biblical Christianity is the pure... If you look at the, at the Bible and you look at what the Gospel is and you look at its teachings, they're pure. And and that's what we need to go by to what we need to believe, what the Bible teaches. I think Roman Catholicism has added things that were never intended to be there. They're the traditions of men. And uh, they dilute the truth with all of these additions. That's the theological position. Uh, Historically, Roman Catholicism, Catholicism, again, has got many things in it that are just not there. When you look at biblical Christianity, Uh, A good church where they teach the Bible is much closer to the original church of the apostles. Uh, In Acts chapter 2, it talks about what the first churches looked like in Jerusalem, and the people sat around, gathered together, studied the apostles' teaching, which is the Bible. What we now have is the Bible. They studied the apostles' teaching. They broke bread together. They had fellowship. They enjoyed, and they prayed together. Um, That's what a good church is. When you gather together and you study the Apostles' teaching and you uh, enjoy fellowship and good times together. Uh, So historically, I think that's a big difference. Now, personally, what does that mean to you? Every time I go to a Catholic funeral these days, my heart is filled with sadness because there's no certainty of where that person has gone to, Uh, and I think Catholics feel it in the pews during the service. They don't know for sure that they're going to heaven. Uh, And the Bible clearly teaches that you can know you're going to heaven, that Jesus died for your sins and forgave you, and it's finished, he said from the cross. You can know for sure that you're going to heaven. Uh, First John says that, you know, I write these things so that you you can know you have eternal life. If you have eternal life, you can never lose it by definition. It wouldn't be eternal life. Now, is John the Apostle a liar? Is the Bible false? No. God forbid it. It's the truth, and it sets us free. Salvation, the question of faith. Salvation doesn't come through being good, going to church, taking the sacraments. Salvation comes through faith, uh, from believing that Jesus Christ is God, was fully man, that he substituted in our place on the cross, that he took our sins upon himself and when we believe that, when we place our faith in him, when we trust him, in him alone, then we're justified in God's eyes and we have eternal life. The Roman Catholic view of salvation is that uh, Jesus only died to open the possibility that we could go to heaven and that we have to Add to his death on the cross through our own good works, through our own obedience to the teachings of the Catholic Church, and uh, that's simply not biblical. Uh, the good works we do, we do out of gratitude for the grace that he's already given us by saving us. Uh, one is a, you know, God in his mercy said to us, you know, it's a gift. Eternal life is a gift I give to you because I love you, when you because you've trusted my son, Jesus Christ. And uh, uh, it's tragic that uh, some people still try and place themselves under the law, the law of man, not even the law of God. And there's no way that the law saves you. Only God's grace saves us.
0: check out our websites biblequery.org this site answers 7,700 bible questions historycart.com this site reveals early church history and doctrine proving roman catholicism is not historically or doctrinally viable muslimhope.com this site is a classic refutation of islam a counterfeit religion created by muhammad free newsletters are also available Hello, this is Larry Wessels with just a quick message to our viewers to check out our main YouTube channel, See Answers TV, which stands for Christian Answers Television, where we have all of our over 610 videos posted. By going there, you can see all of our videos organized by playlist, categorized by subjects. Once you scroll down past our Bible Prophecy Trailer at the top of the channel page, the playlist begin. You'll see our recent uploads playlist, followed by our most popular videos playlist, followed by our playlist on Jehovah's Witnesses, then Islam, the Muslim religion, then Roman Catholicism, Darwin's Metaphysical Evolution Religion, Seventh-day Adventism, dealing with anti-Trinitarians and early church history, our multiple playlists, which includes God hating atheists, Phony TV preachers and King James onlyists, dealing with UFOs, ghosts, spiritual warfare. Our radio shows with national Christian authors and our music vids. The Black Muslims, Louis Farrakhan, and the Nation of Islam. Mormonism, Hell, Lake of Fire, unpopular Bible doctrines, Antichrist, cults, New Age, and world religions. Charles Haddon Spurgeon, Jonathan Edwards, and Spanish videos. End Times, Supernatural Prophecies, and Tough Bible Questions. And our playlist dealing with predestination, Arminianism, and Calvinism. Our YouTube channel is built to help people learn the Bible and defend their Christian faith against false prophets that come against it from every side. Jude verses 3 and 4. At the time of this recording, our channel has already been blessed with over 6 million viewings and over 10,000 subscribers.